Hi there and welcome. I'm Rabbi Nachometh with the Las Vegas Kollel. Margaret Truman would describe the first few months of 1948 as being some of the most difficult months in the presidency of her father, Harry Truman. You see, the British had announced that they were pulling out of Palestine. So the United Nations had developed the Partition Plan, a plan for the future of Palestine where half of it would go to the, create an Arab country and another half of, of Palestine would be turned into a Jewish homeland. On the one hand, Harry Truman was very supportive of that idea. He felt terrible for the plight of the Jews and the atrocities that had happened to them in the Holocaust. And he felt having a homeland for the Jewish people, that was a great idea. However, on the other hand, he was feeling a lot of pressure from the State Department. You see, the State Department was dead set against having a Jewish homeland. The State Department felt that creating a Jewish homeland would terribly antagonize the Arabs of the region. And in 1948, as the Cold War was emerging, antagonizing the Arabs was a terrible idea because it would create a vacuum and a potential opportunity for the Arabs to align themselves with the Soviet Union. And the United States desperately needed Arab oil that was being produced from that region. And the thought of alienating the Arabs put the United States at a strategic disadvantage. So the State Department was opposed, diametrically opposed, to the idea of a Jewish homeland. Truman didn't know what to do. He was conflicted. But what made matters even worse is that the Secretary of State, the head of the State Department, was General George C. Marshall. General Marshall, he was the victor of World War II. But more than that, more than any man in Truman's cabinet, Truman admired and respected Marshall. He was a very influential person within Truman's cabinet. And Marshall was opposed to a Jewish homeland for those very reasons. And Marshall told Truman, and he let, him be, let it be known that if Truman would support a Jewish homeland, at one point Marshall told Truman, I'll vote against you in the upcoming elections. And not only that, Marshall at one point told Truman that if Truman would support a Jewish homeland, Marshall would publicly let it be known that he would vote against him. That terrified Truman. The consequences of Marshall opposing his own president would be dire for Truman's upcoming election. And Truman just didn't know what to do. So he decided at a certain point, the United States just isn't gonna offer opinion. He wasn't gonna support it. He was just gonna kind of let itself play, it, play out within the United Nations. But the United States wasn't gonna be supportive of, the, of a future of a Jewish homeland. That's how things stood in early 1948. There's a remarkable story in the beginning of Genesis. Sefer Beratius. We, we read about the generation of the dispersion. If you recall, shortly after the flood, the great flood that wiped out humanity, the civilization is rebuilt. But we read how civilization, they go ahead, they build a tower. Our sages teach us that the tower represented their rebellion against God. They build, they construct this tower representing their rebellion against God. And God comes down, he looks at the people, he sees their rebelliousness, and he scatters them, he disperses them on the face of the earth. The Medrash quotes a very interesting verse in Proverbs and applies it to this generation of the, dis of the dispersion. The Medrash says there's a verse that says, Me shivra tachas tova rami beso. A person who returns bad for good that has been done to them, bad will never, be, will never cease from his household. And the Medrash says this is a reference to this generation, the generation of the dispersion. The Medrash explains, you see, just a generation earlier was the story of the great flood. What happened in the great flood? God sends a flood and destroys, destroys humanity, but God goes ahead and he saves Noah. We know the story of Noah and the ark, and God saves Noah, the animals, Noah's family. 
And Noah goes ahead and he's saved from the flood. And Noah goes ahead after the flood, he rebuilds humanity. And then God goes ahead and he looks at the people a generation later and they, they go ahead and they build this tower in rebellion against God. The Medrash tells us, where's your gratitude? Where's your appreciation? God just went ahead and he saved Noah. He saved your grandfather, your great-grandfather from the calamities of the flood. And here you are a generation later and you're going ahead and building this tower and rebelling against God. The Medrash says, you're being ingrateful. Where's your appreciation? God just saved Noah and here you are rebelling just a generation later. My rabbi would always point out and look at this Medrash and say, wait a minute, if you're going to go ahead and look at the generation of the, of the dispersion, they're going ahead and rebelling against God. What's the headline? The headline is, how can you go ahead and rebel against God? Don't you remember what happened just a generation earlier when the people went ahead and rebelled against God? The last time civilization went ahead and rebelled against God, God sent a, sent a flood and wiped out humanity. Maybe it's a bad idea to start up with God again. Look what happened last time. Look at the consequences. Look at the punishment that happened when, you, when civilization went ahead and rebelled against God. Why is the Medrash focusing on the lack of gratitude for the fact that God saved Noah? Isn't the story of the flood a story of God's retribution, a story of God's anger, a story of God's ability to punish people who rebel against God? And my rabbi pointed out, apparently you see a very powerful insight of what drives humanity. We think that the fear of consequences is a really powerful motivator, but the Medrash is really highlighting a more powerful motivator than fear of consequence is gratitude, is a lack of appreciation. And when the Medrash is calling out the generation of the dispersion, it says, how can you go ahead and build this tower and rebel, uh, rebel against God? Where's your gratitude? Where's your appreciation for God's kindness? Because that's a more power, should have been a more powerful motivator for that generation. The bigger failure of the generation of the dispersion was their lack of gratitude, not a lack of their recognition of God's capacity for punishment. The bigger failure was their lack of gratitude. Because you see, when it comes to our humanity, feelings of gratitude, feelings of appreciation, they will, are a more powerful emotion than, fear, than, than fears of consequences. That feeling of what's going to be concern of punishment. Gratitude, appreciation is a more powerful motivator than fear of consequence. And that's why the Medrash highlights the failure of the generation of the dispersion is their lack of gratitude and appreciation that God saved Noah. That's the bigger failure. The fact that they didn't appreciate God's capacity for punishment, that's maybe a secondary or a third level motivator. But the greatest motivator that they should have had was their appreciation and gratitude. And the fact that they go ahead and they rebel, the, the, the number one failure is a lack of appreciation. Because appreciation, gratitude, that's one of the most driving and most powerful forces within humanity. Truman in 1948, he had fear of consequence. If I go ahead and I support the Jewish homeland, George Marshall is going to go ahead and publicly come out against me. The State Department will go ahead and be against me. And, you know, what will be with my presidency? What's going to be with the upcoming election? There was a fear of consequence. In March of 1948, Truman got a visit from his old friend, Eddie Jacobson. Eddie Jacobson had, gone to, had, got, had fought with Truman together in World War I. After the war, they had a haberdashery, a business together in Kansas City. They were old buddies and pals. Jacobson was Jewish, and 
He went ahead in 1948 and he intervened. He went ahead and he spoke to Truman one weekend and he told Truman about the importance Chaim Weitzman had, who was going to be ultimately the future president of, the, of Israel. He was in town and he was coming to lobby Truman about the importance of a Jewish homeland, but Truman wasn't interested. And Jacobson went and he petitioned Truman, talked to him about the importance of Weitzman, about having a Jewish homeland. Truman was conflicted. He didn't know what to do. And after thinking about it for a little bit, he decided he was going to support the future of a Jewish homeland. And he gave Jacobson and then Weitzman his word that he was going to support Israel. It's a well-documented story, the influence that Eddie Jacobson had on Harry Truman. What always struck me as so interesting is you see this idea. On the one hand, Truman has tremendous pressure, fear of consequence. If he goes ahead and he supports the Jewish homeland, the retribution, as it were, from George Marshall would be immense. The fallout would be terrible. But on the other hand, Truman had gratitude and appreciation for an old buddy and an old friend, Eddie Jacobson. And when those two things came crashing into one another, the fear of retribution versus, the, versus gratitude and appreciation, when those two things butted heads, guess which one, were, which one was victorious? Gratitude, appreciation. And Truman was willing to take the heat that would come from George Marshall, and he let his gratitude and appreciation for an old buddy, that was ultimately what carried the day. And Truman went ahead and he supported a Jewish homeland. And when the state of Israel was declared, the United States, just 13 minutes later, would be the first country to support openly the state of Israel. Where did that come from? That came from Truman's appreciation and gratitude to an old buddy. Because gratitude and appreciation was a more driving force within Truman than was the fear of consequences, the retribution, the punishment, the negative consequences that would come from him supporting the state of Israel that would come from Marshall's opposition to him. It's such an important lesson for you and for me, for all of us, to recognize we all have fear of consequences, but to recognize the most powerful motivator with inside of our neshabas, with inside of our souls, is that appreciation of gratitude for kindness that's been done to us. Gratitude is such a defining element of our humanity. We all need to go ahead and develop that appreciation, develop those feelings of gratitude, and make sure when we look at the world around us, we look at God, we look at our friends, we look at our family, make sure we're nurturing our senses of gratitude, our sense of appreciation, because it's one of the most defining elements of our very humanity.